Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy Roberto, and of course, this is <clears throat> the Black Hand Podcast 2.0. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. Hope everybody's having a good night tonight. It's been a very, very, extremely crazy week. And with the weather here in Kansas City, it makes it even crazier because it feels like the first of fall instead of the you know, middle of April's and spring. But that's how weather is these days. It's more bipolar than most people. So why is it not surprising? <laughs> okay. Tonight, I'm going to talk about something that we have all done this entire whole damn year. And we have shown them. We have shown them loudly, quietly. You shouted, you cried, and everything else. That's emotions. We all have them. Even those that say, go ahead and cry. Yes, you are. You were born with tear ducts. You're going to cry. You're going to be mad. You're going to do this. And emotions have been running very, very high this year. COVID being the biggest thing because most people did not survive the virus. Older people, mainly, and younger people, too. And we couldn't visit them like we wanted to in the hospital. And it can be a very emotional time because you want to be around a person that needs you, but you can't go to them because a virus is keeping you away from them. And I know about that firsthand. The whole time I was in the hospital, my wife couldn't come and see me. Nobody could, to tell you the truth. And then, of course, with that, my mom passing away in December, it made me, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't want to cry until I was out of that fucking hospital. Because, like I said before, and I'll say it again, there was enough misery there, and it doesn't need, you know, my help to, you know, be emotional, even though I was. And I'm still dealing with that. And then, three or four days ago, my my beautiful aunt, Lillian, passed away and um, felt like my mom already, you know, had died again. So, emotions in my family and my cousin's family were pretty damn high right now. And it's not just that. People's emotions, they don't keep them in check. Now they're just out there for the whole world to see. No one keeps their mouth shut. And if they get emotional, usually they get angry and they're emotional. And it's because of something that happened that they have no control of. Or something happened to their family or something happened to them. Doesn't matter, really. But not emotions, not all emotions are like sad and depressing emotions. There's anger too. Race relations as always. And some emotions on both sides are volatile at best. And no one holds their tongue when it comes to emotions. They will call you everything in the damn dictionary. They will cuss you out and don't care. Your emotions as some people might think, is a weakness. And we are nothing but a bunch of guys and girls that, you know, like to yell at each other and fight each other and got to be a camera around when that's going on. So, you know, for prosperity reasons, I don't know. And um, also, 
a lot of racial tension. Some get tired of the whole black lives thing. All people, black people get tired of all lives thing. And we just kind of run into each other just like a bunch of damn boats in the middle of the water. That's what emotions are. So, we try to um, deal with it the best we can. Some people deal with it just a little bit better than others. Some wear their emotions on their sleeves and don't give a shit if you care or not. And if you don't care, then they'll make them even more, even more pissed off, which is more emotions being spread. Depends on the person and what you're emotional about. Now, just like I said, my aunt Lillian passed away, and she was my mother's, you know, older sister. They looked like twins, but they said they were not, but I kind of think that's, you know, I got my own thinking that they are. They, they always fought me on that. And um, being that it's been four months to the day my mom passed away, that this happens, so I know every emotion that my cousins are going through right at this moment. They're mourning her as they post to. They're asking questions like, why her? Why did she have to leave? And, and why she, you know, passed away this way? And all kinds of stuff goes through your head. It's not every day you lose a parent. And when you do, you're going to feel that shit. I don't give a damn if you don't like her or not. You don't like your father, you don't like your mother, but they did give you life, and you're going to feel it. Even if it's not just to, you know, tell the person that they wasn't shit to begin with. You're going to feel something. When my old, my old man passed away back in 98, I hadn't talked to him in almost a year or two. We were just that mad at each other. But... When it did finally happen, I got emotional, as anybody would. I was named after the man, for Christ's sake. And he, um, you know, he expected me to do things he, like he did when he was my age. And I was flat out not doing it. So we always clashed. But his last year of life, I was in complete denial about the whole damn thing. My brother seen him when he was really like bedridden and stuff like that, hair falled out and stuff. And I didn't believe it. My sisters, they were out there when he did die and you know, they were right there and still didn't believe it. My dad, you have to understand, my dad, he did a lot of stuff back in the day. He almost died twice and uh, he was a hustler. He loved gambling. I've been to Vegas so many times, it's not even exciting anymore. That's another story. And he was a, he was a semi-driver, truck driver. So I can actually say with a straight face that I've been to every state in this country except for Hawaii because of my father. I've got stories that when I was with him that I can tell you know, my grandchildren one day or maybe whatever. You know, and when he passed away, he called me about a day or two before he passed away. And I would remember that phone call as sure as I'm sitting here in this chair talking to all of you. 
he called me. My, my stepmother called. My mother, my mother called me. And that day, for some reason, I was off of work. So my mom calls and says that your dad wants to talk to you. So I'm like, okay, wow. And I got nervous because I didn't know what the hell to say to him. I didn't see him before he passed away. So I was I was on the phone with him, but I didn't know what to say. I didn't know to say, you know, I can't say how you doing, dad, because we already know how he was. He was dying of cancer. I couldn't say, so, you know, who's going to win the, the Super Bowl next year and all that type of shit. I didn't know what to say to him. I've been around this man my entire life, and I couldn't get two words together to say help to, to say anything to him because I was just that nervous. So here I am pacing back and forth, like, what the hell am I gonna say? What I'm gonna say? What I'm gonna say? And all the damn emotions I had that whole entire year came out after he passed away. But before that, he um, he was got my my stepmother gave him the phone. Now, my dad had two bouts of cancer. He had uh, larynx and he had lung cancer, which is what he died of. And, um, you know, he had like a thing that you could actually talk. So it was, you know, it's real, real somber things. So he gets on the phone. I grab the phone and I'm like, hello. And he said my nickname, which is Rocky, which I'll... You know, share that with you guys because you know it's the sharing thing and I'm like yeah daddy it's me and it was a long pause had to be about at least 10 or 15 minutes didn't say nothing so I'm like dad are you there he's like and finally when he came to he says I'm gonna call you right back I said okay And he died about, he died about three days later. And uh, it was, uh, I had some pretty, pretty deep emotions that day. My brother came out of my job and told me. My mother was out in the parking lot, but she never came to my job. So it was really like, it really happened. And I didn't, I didn't take it very well. I didn't take it at all, to tell you the truth. But I finally got to see or and hear how my dad was before he passed away, which is why I'm a little bit better about it now than I was 20 years ago. Because I was wilding out 20 years ago. I was doing things that I really didn't do. Some, I, you know, I didn't drink or take drugs or anything, but came pretty damn close. So my emotions got involved in that. And who can blame me? But people's emotions can sometimes be a be a crush, can and can be a you know a bad thing. And depending on the person that, that's dealing with this and what's going on is how they will act out with their emotions. Gangbangers, which I don't think they have any goddamn feelings at all anyway. They get emotional, they don't get emotional, they don't cry, they don't, you know, they don't do anything. What they do is they go out and find a dude that killed their boy and kill them. And it goes on from there and on and on and on. And they seem to not have any emotions about that at all. Roll up on somebody's house and just shoot the whole damn house up and then drive off. They ain't emotions in that. 
If it is, it's anger and revenge. And you'd think that, you know, now people's emotions are sky fucking high. And it's not because they're angry. It's not because they want to lash out. It's because they're scared to death. And this virus has not helped that. People being locked up in their houses for almost a whole year. Only going out to get food or a meal or working at home, sleeping at home, being around the kids at home. All the emotions in the world will stress you the fuck out. And that's exactly what's happening with this virus. The first few weeks of this damn virus, I thought half the damn world going to be dead. And quite frankly, I believe that's pretty much true now. This damn virus has spread like a damn wildfire. People in Washington, <laughs> their emotions were, oh, y'all pass. Oh, it'll be gone the next, you know, summer comes around, it'll burn right off. Everybody will be okay. Wrong, by the way. People got sick. People died. People got sick. People died. There's no in-between. There was no vaccines available. There was pretty much no hope at all available. Hell, they even made a damn movie about the damn virus, and it's only been here for a few weeks. It was scarier than what we're dealing with the shit we're dealing with right now. Who the hell would make a movie around a virus that's killing people? That's a that's the most emotional shit I've ever heard of. Why the hell would you do that? People are already scared about this shit. Their emotions are up in the air. They don't know what the hell to do with themselves or anybody else. And you go off and make a movie about the virus that's actually already here killing people. Where the emotion in that shit? I mean, yeah, human spirit and everything, that's one thing. But scaring people that's already fucking scared to death just to get some damn money in your damn pocket just really some emotionless shit I've ever heard of it really is and probably some of you probably know what movie that is but I won't even fucking repeat it on here because it looks scary so but then you also got the emotional you know, thing about the whole you know, police brutality thing and how for years and the last couple of decades, cops have done everything but shoot up a whole damn house and got away with it. Shooting black teenagers and, you know, pulling a gun when they should be pulling a taser and beating the shit out of them and everything else like that. And nobody sees anything wrong with that, by the way. And yeah, people's emotions were really fucking high. But George Floyd, may you rest in peace. I was reading something this lady put down about about Mr. Floyd. And um, she pretty much said in a nutshell that he deserved to die. Because he was a criminal. He's a thug. He don't deserve to, to live and all that type of shit. I didn't but I couldn't believe what I was reading, to tell you the truth. People are just that damn emotionless these days. Feelings be damned. And you know, people out there protesting about the shit and what happened to George and these other people that got killed by a police fire. And the only people that seem to give a damn is the ones that actually know that the shit was wrong. 
Anybody else? Oh, well, he's a fucking thug anyway. He's going to deserve it. He's going to die anyhow. Well, thanks for, for the effort and support there. Really. I appreciate it. So, it's um, very, very, most of them are very, very high. And they're going to get higher as the year go on. But my emotions and my feelings right now are in a state of what the hell. I lost two beautiful, loving, caring women. Strong ass women in my family. I lost two strong ass men in my family. And they all meant something to me. I loved every damn one of them. Even the ones that I argued with or whatever. I miss them all. And my emotions are, you know, they're shot. Shot to hell. I almost fucking died in the damn hospital. My wife almost died a couple of years ago from a heart attack. I, you know, sat in a damn hospital bed for a week and a half with pneumonia that was so damn bad that they thought I wasn't going to fucking make it. And like I said, I'm not scared of death. I'm not. And if that was the last time he was going to see me or hear me or anything like that, I was ready to go. Especially after my mother died. I was like, okay, fine. I have nothing else to live for now. My daughter hates my fucking guts. And my mother's dead. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Sign me up. Get me out of here. That's exactly my emotions at the time. So then, four months later, my uh, aunt, one of my aunts called or texts me and tells me that my oldest aunt is in the hospital. And I'm like, oh shit. Once again, the emotions everywhere. And um, she went peacefully. Thank God. So, yeah, my emotions are just shot to hell. They really are. I cried so damn much, it's. No, I only think I'm having goddamn tears left. But see, there's a difference between emotional crying and bullshit crying. Now, over the years, many people have made songs about crying. Tears of a clown, you know, whatever. Cry me a river, stuff like that. But if you have somebody near you, near to you, your aunt, your uncle, mother, father, whatever, been around them for years, watch them do things, you think about them and everything else like that, all that comes back to you once they're not here. But it happened with me and my father, happened with me and my mother, my uncle, and now my aunt. And all of them steer me in the right direction. Sometimes it was kind of a veer off a little bit, but it still was a straight direction. And everything that I do in my adult life is based off these four people. My father, yeah, he wasn't father of the fucking year. He wasn't. But he was a hard worker. He would, you know, he worked his ass off to get money. He had to get the gab and everything else. All the shit that I don't have. But he taught me that a working man can do his own shit. And I take that with me. When I work, I, you know, go and do the best job I can, and that's all I can do. 
my mother is a, uh, you know, was full of strength. She raised me, my brother, and my, my two sisters by herself for buku years. She never was on fucking welfare. She always went to work. She's always had a job. Sometimes she had two or three of them at a time to keep a roof over our fucking head so we won't be homeless. And she had no, she had no gag reflex when it came to her emotions. You don't like what I'm saying? Then fuck you. That's how she was. She'll love the hell out of you until you piss her off. And I learned that from her. If people don't like you, then oh well. The world's not gonna blow up. My Aunt Lillian. She actually taught me how to be a better, you know, uncle to my my, my nieces and nephews. Yeah, I know it sounds strange, but it's true. I mean, I I want my nephews and my nieces to look at me the way I looked at my aunts and my uncle. When I walk in the door, you're all like, oh my God, look at Rocky's here, you know, whatever. I would love that shit. I would love my daughter to love that shit. And dad, run over here and grab me and hug me and everything. Oh, hey, how you doing? How you doing, sweetheart? I would not live for that shit. Because my uncle and my aunt, same damn way. My uncle was a fucking rock star in our damn family. He was. And anytime he walked through the door, you swear to God, you never met him. You think he was a damn, like a rap artist or something like that. Because everybody just had to hug my uncle Button. Aunt Lillian, same thing. She was, she was out of town. She, she lived in New Jersey, so we didn't see her very much. But when she came to town, it was a very special occasion. Any of them came to town was a very special occasion. And, you know, I was happy to see her every time. Because I never knew that might be the last time. So, you see, I've learned respect. I've learned hardworking. I've learned, to, you know, to not give a fuck what people think. And everything else for these four people. So, yes, my emotions are shot to shit right now. I lost two good women in a span of four months. I lost my father and my uncle 20 some odd years ago. And they were my influence. They were my, my, you know, my blueprints, everything. And once those are gone, you have to learn how to use those to get over them not being here no more. I'm doing it right now with my mother being gone and now my aunt. I mean, my mom, she was the, she was the, the patriot of our family. She was a matriarch. And she raised us all to take care of ourselves, do for ourselves, and everything else. There was no, no half-stepping and shit. You don't do it for you, then ain't nobody else going to do it for you. No one gives a shit who the hell you are. You have to make sure they know who the hell you are. And I felt that, and I still feel that. So, it's nothing, nothing new. There is nothing, um... Nothing I can say to bring them back. I know they're in a very good place now, so I hold on to that. 
and I try to remember everything they taught me while I'm living my life. And theirs is no longer here. So, folks, what I'm trying to say is, is that there's nothing wrong with being emotional. Some people think emotions are like a fucking plague or something, like a virus. And it's not. We all have the same nerve endings, we have the same heart, we all bleed and everything else. You're not a fucking Vulcan, you're not Spock from Star Trek. You cannot be an emotionless wreck and keep all that in. Because you will surely give yourself a damn heart attack if you do. And take it from me, there was a time I was an introvert. I was like, don't fucking talk to me. Don't say anything to me. Matter of fact, don't even look my way. That guarded me a lot of damn teasing when I was a kid. Because I felt that nobody wanted to be around my ass. Hell, sometimes I still do think that shit. I'm 45 fucking years old and I'm still thinking, okay, no one in the right mind wants to have anything fucking to do with me. And yeah, I'm not the most positive person in the damn world. Matter of fact, I'm not positive at all. Everything to me has a negative in it. Being around family, negative. Driving my car, negative. I'm, you know, and people, some people hate that shit. But I cannot be happy and positive 24 fucking hours a day. I can't do that shit. No one can. Unless you're on some kind of very good narcotics. And people just don't understand that. I'm not a vain person either. I'll tell somebody quick that I'm an ugly bastard. I really am. I don't... No, I don't like... I mean... I'm not... I don't like to brag. I don't brag about shit. If I got something, then great. If I don't, I'm not gonna go out and be like, Hey, look at what I got. No, I'm not gonna do that. And people... Some people that I've been around my life... Don't like that shit. Well, you gotta stop talking about yourself. Why? Some everybody else does. I've had a girl come up. I've had if I had a dollar for every girl that I dated or talked to before I got married, tell me that I'm a, um, you know, I look very abnormal. Or I look like I'm retarded. You know, I look funny. I sound funny. Look funny and everything else. I'll be rich because it happened a lot so therefore you can't fight every damn body you can't it's completely fucking impossible you'll be dead every damn day and that's another emotion now I was bullied a lot in school I was numero uno nerdo okay I got chased, I got bullied, I got beat up, I got, you know, teased, I got, I mean, I got teased by everybody. Even other nerds teased my ass. And it got to the point where what they were saying about me, I was starting to believe it. They say, hey, Rob, you look like you're retarded. If you hear that over and over and over again, it's, it locks in. It does. Because not all these people are not wrong about something. 
but my voice changed to what you're hearing now. I couldn't say a damn word because no one understood what I was saying because my voice was too deep. I hate my fucking voice, by the way. I have one. I use it. But don't mean I gotta fucking like it. <laughs> and when a person or a woman tells me that I'm very handsome, my wife, she really hates me saying this, but I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm looking around like, who's handsome? Because I'm, I'm a ugly bastard, so I don't know what to, what you, what you, what you talk about. Those are my emotions, okay? Those are the things that have been brainwashed into my head. There's a reason why I tell people that my self-esteem is very low. Matter of fact, I don't have any, okay? By confidence, I don't even know what the fuck that is. It, to me, is just being cocky. Well, I'm the best thing, thing since toast and everything. No, I don't do that shit. If I'm good at it, great. If I'm not, then, oh well. Someone says I'm handsome. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. I don't take compliments very much because I never got them very often. But when I do, I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be some kind of interior motive out of this shit. You must want something. Or maybe you're trying to get back at somebody or, you know, you just want to look good in the eyes of other nerds. I don't know. But I didn't take it very well. And someone even got pissed off about that. You mean tell me you can't take a damn compliment? No, I can't. Because what you see, I think you want something. I think that you had, there's a reason why you're saying this. I think that either you want something from me or you want to see me get busted up by somebody or whatever. People are really strange these days. And I have a very extremely, extremely hard time trusting people. I have my reasons. I may be, you know, go lucky on here and videos and everything but I have a very I have very big trust issues I really do in the last 14 years I had a very extremely bad trust issues I always think that somebody has some kind of reason to want to talk to me they must want something they got to have something I got it they want it so they kiss my ass or they me beat up to get it or whatever and that's my emotions. And we all have them. Some women, they get dumped by three or four guys and they automatically hate all men. No, just no reason because we're men. We got penises. We're bad. All men ain't crap. Men, they get burnt by a damn woman or anything. Then they automatically start hating all women. Make with this bitch. Call them bitches and stuff like that. That's an emotion too. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm getting at is, is that people can live by their emotions. Some do it just a little bit too much. And quite frankly, it, it could get you in a lot of trouble. Sometimes it might even it may help you out, maybe too. But so most times it's because you got you in trouble. It's a uh, terrible, terrible thing. But don't let the emotions that you're having cloud your judgment about other things. Not everybody, not every black person wants to kill you. Not all black people steal things, take drugs, be on welfare, slap their wife or girlfriend up, talk like they ain't been to school in forever, and all that other type of stuff. That's stereotyping plus emotions. And 
letting somebody get to you to the point where your emotions turn into violence. Don't have to, you don't have to do that. But in the 2020 and 2021, there are so many damn emotions in this country right now, you can cut it with a damn knife. Tension is an emotion. And there's a lot of tension in the damn air. Police are catching it more than any damn body. Because who in the hell really who really does trust police besides other policemen? I sure the hell don't. And I actually want to be a fucking police officer. So what the hell does that tell you? It tells me that the way cops are, you know, looking these days, maybe it's a good thing I didn't become one. Because I could be, you know, targeted for, you know, just being in a blue uniform. Not because I did something, but one guy fucked up for everybody. So, good thing I'm not, you know, I'm not a 5-0. Something like that. So, it's a, um, like I said, you can you go by your emotions and, you know, people either do good by them or bad by them. Depends on the person and who you're talking about. And that, my friends, is my word. So, with that being said, this is your boy Roberto for the BHP 2.0. Please join me tomorrow when I talk about something you may or may not like. And I'll see you guys down the road. Get out of America wherever you are. And um, try to keep your emotions in check. Don't let people piss you off about the most smallest little things. Because it doesn't solve a damn thing. If anything, you'll get hurt. The person that you're messing around with get hurt. And somebody's going to jail, basically. And that's no good for nobody. Take my word for it. You guys have a nice night. Peace.